0: Tangerine, she is all they claim. With her eyes of night and lips as bright as flame.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome back to Cage Dive, the podcast where we dive into the murky waters of Nicholas Cage's filmography. I am Brian, and sitting all the way up in Canada on the other coast is...
0: (laughs) Desmond. (laughs) Hello. Hey, Desmond.
1: And as we're recording, yesterday was your birthday. Or at least Uh, you
0: celebrated yesterday. Yeah, I celebrated yesterday, so I'm a a little... Light oh, in the light in the cerebellum, shall we say? Uh, <laughs> my uh, my birthday was Wednesday, but yes, uh, oh, okay. no one parties on a Wednesday.
1: Finally, turned thirty. Congrats!
0: Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, finally, finally, <laughs> for the thirteenth year. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but yes, I'm. Uh, I am. I am bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I am at the bottom of my second cup of tea. And my computer finally booted. So uh, I'm ready to go for episode five of Cage Bag, baby.
1: I just love that, like, in your 20s, you're like, oh, I got wasted last night. So, like, I went out and got into a fist fight with somebody and stole a police horse and, you know, did all this crazy shit. And now you're just like, yeah, I was drunk last night. My big shenanigans was... My computer needs a nap, so you shut your computer
0: <laughs> Yeah. So so dumb. I'm the like literally the next time I shut this computer down, I think it'll be like for the last time. <laughs> it's it's finally time to do the computer switch over. Uh, it's finally uh. time. <laughs> uh. Die in here. Not only that, not only that, but of course Skype takes fucking eight minutes to open. It's like God yeah. damn you. God damn you, Skype. Yeah. But we're here. We're here. Yes,
1: we're here. (laughs) Ready to talk about some Nicolas Cage. Specifically, we're talking about Racing the Moon. Racing with the Moon. Racing with the Moon, sorry. That's right, yeah. Uh, Awkward title. Which reconnects him with Sean Penn and Crispin Glover for a brief second.
0: Right, right, right. In 1984. Um, I'd never seen
1: this before. I'd never even heard of it.
0: Yeah, actually, yeah, the same with me. I'd also yeah. never heard of it before until, you know, until I sort of was until this. I the podcast idea was mm. sort of ruminating when I went. I'm like, well, let's go to Nick Cage's IMDb and take a look. That's probably the first time I ever heard of this movie Uh yeah. with the star power. It's got weirdly Sean Penn looking younger than he did in fast times at Ridgemont high.
1: <laughs> that is weird.
0: Right. So how um, did you
1: DH?
0: It's very weird. He looks like he's about 15 in this movie. No, oh. I think it's just that haircut, like the short. So it's like a little puffy on top. I don't know. makes him look young, but of course cage looks young as well. And he's, this is very much like Valley girl, Nick cage.
1: Yeah, it's weird. He does seem a lot younger than he has in the last couple of movies. Yeah, yeah. It almost made me wonder if this was shot, like, before all those movies. Well, And
0: I I was going to say, this is not one of those, right? This is definitely in order of, of, you know, of the filmography. You know, this is not shot beforehand or anything like that. It's not, like, anything weird that, like, Uncle Frank, you know, uh, filmed three years ago in Tulsa, Oklahoma and is now releasing or whatever. This is straight up the next movie that he did. So um it feels weird, but I guess it's just it's yeah. just that. Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah. Well should we run over what the movie's about? Sure. Uh so Nick Cage, which we're gonna call them Nick Cage and Sean Penn because I mean yeah. I on. I don't remember their names. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I only know because I'm staring at the IMDb, but I'm not still not even going to use their actual names. Oh, it's so- Nicky. It's Nicky. He goes by Nikki in the movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I guess it's close. Yeah. yeah, Doesn't matter. Uh, this takes place in the... Uh, was it 1942, I believe? Uh, I think it's... for 40- The poster for the movie
0: says it was 1943. Mm. Although the poster for the movie... It's, it looks like a modern film. Like, this is. these are yeah, pictures yeah. taken of 80s kids doing 80s things. Like, wearing yeah. 80s clothes. Very strange. Very strange, because weird. this is a period piece. But go on. Yeah. 1942, let's say.
1: Uh, uh, I think it starts in 1942, and it, maybe it transitions into 1943. Oh, maybe. This does take place over, like, the... Two months-ish? Yeah, a couple yeah. Of months. So... Um, so Nicholas Cage Sean Penn, they're like best friends. They work at a bowling alley. Mm. Which I've never seen this sort of uh thing. Like I guess I never really thought about how the pins were set
0: back up. <laughs> I know. This this was that was one of the most fun parts of this movie for me. It's like, holy shit, yeah. is that how bowling alleys used to work before it was automated? <laughs> That's crazy. So this movie's like worth the five dollar rental just just for that itself. Yeah. Very weird. Um, I mean, it makes sense, but but it's also something I've never thought of before. Yeah, I guess yeah. before there were those machines, there were dudes standing back there putting pins in place and shit. Yeah, dodging yeah. <laughs> dodging <laughs> bowling <laughs> balls Just thrown dodging. thrown by snooty handsome. What do they call them? They call them uh, Gats- Gatsby's. Gatsby's. Yeah. yeah, the the rich kid. Yeah. Yeah, he's got about Uh, one, he's got about two lines or something, right? But it's very memorable. But anyway, sorry, you're you're using an outside.
1: No, you're good. So they put the pins in this machine, and they're like, presses almost, like they pull these levers, and it seems like this is not an easy job, like it seems like there's lots of effort to pull these levers down and stuff. It
0: very much looks like a factory job. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so, yeah, Nicholas Cage and Sean Penn hang out back there, set up pins (laughs) over and over. Uh as you mentioned, uh Chris McGlover, the Gatsby boy comes in and <laughs> is just is a complete dick the entire time. Him and Champagne have some words. They eventually uh Gatsby Boy keeps throwing uh bowling balls at him when he's not like out of the lane yet. And so he gets pissed off, so he runs over and just punches him right in the face.
0: Yeah.
1: Very satisfying. And then of course <laughs> of course Nicholas Cage's character just runs directly past Gatsby Boy and was like, Oh no, this woman directly behind you must need some comforting.
0: She got then, blood, she got blood on her. So he yeah. so he used that as the opportunity to fondle her.
1: Yeah. So he's trying to help her clean up. And then, uh, at some point he's obviously done trying to rub the blood off of her shirt and just reaches out, grab, you know, does a quick grab and then just walks away. He just grabs her <laughs> boob. Like, yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> it's like, oh, barely 1940s. It was just a lot less. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Um so they're two friends, uh the war is raging in Europe and they know they're going to be drafted as soon as they uh turn eighteen or just mm. high school or whatever. There there's like a definite date of when they're leaving.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at one point they say in six weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. about I think fifteen minutes into the movie or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. so they yeah, so they, they definitely th- have it, yeah.
1: So they know exactly what's coming for them. So this movie is mainly them just hanging out, trying to figure out what they're do- going to do before they leave the war. Nicolas Cage starts uh, hooking up with this, uh, what was her name? Uh, starts hanging out with a girl. Sa- and is that know. Sandy? Was that that girl's name? Amy? I'm
0: tr- oh, Sally.
1: Sally. Sally, okay. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, there it is. Uh, they start hanging out. Uh, he informs Sean Penn later. Oh, by the way, she's pregnant. Uh, <laughs> yes, I have to get. We have to fi- figure out how to raise money so she can get an abortion. Mm-hmm. So you know, this whole movie is about kids about ready to go to war and abortion. So it's a nice, feel-good, happy movie. Absolutely, PG-rated. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is. Let's let's add that to the list of
0: things. This one. This is. Another Nick Cage movie that has a subplot about abortion. He's actually involved in it in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, all his anxieties about growing up and going to war, uh, being drafted to war from the best yeah. of times have come true. Yeah. So here we are. Here yeah, we are. It's like a mixture of all of his movies. I know, right? And Sean Penn and Crispin Glover is there. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, wild.
1: So Sean Penn's character's trying not. Seems like he's trying not to get attached to anybody because he knows he's leaving.
0: Yeah, and he's but he's the main he's the main character. This is very yes, much like yeah, Nicolas yeah. Cage in a supporting role here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, he uh, sees a girl at the movie theater taking tickets and kind of becomes infatuated with her. Mm-hmm. Starts leaving her flowers all the time at the uh, ticket stand. Mm-hmm. He finally like gets up the courage to be like, "Hey, you know that was me." She's like, "Oh, okay," and. First, she doesn't really seem interested whatsoever. Right. Um, but she does talk him into coming out on a double date with her friend, Gretchen?
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. hold on. Maybe Sally's her friend. Maybe Gretchen is the girl.
1: No, no. Sally was definitely Nicholas Cage's uh, girl. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's Sally. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and they go roller skating. Which, uh, seeing 1940s people roller skating is a lot of fun. Yeah. (laughs) Especially Sean Penn, who cannot not roller skate. apparently.
0: His, his move, you know, like jumping out the door.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Pretty amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so the girl he likes, Caddy, by the way, which I Hmm. should actually use her name, probably. Uh, played by Elizabeth McGovern. Uh, pretty well. Who is,
0: like, transcendently pretty like yes elizabeth mcgovern looks like animated snow white in this movie
1: yes it's very
0: white like it's like she's on screen it's like whoa she is just super pretty right it's like one of those one of those things it's like god damn
1: she's just naturally pretty too it's not like they've built her up to be like, oh, this is the gorgeous girl in town. Like she's dressed like everybody else. And yeah. Yeah.
0: But also that. I think she's definitely like, she is someone who is definitely suited to the 1930s, 40s look, you know what I mean? Yes. Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you put that hair up and put red lipstick on her and she's, you know, she's a pinup or whatever. Right. Like yeah, but totally. she just has that face and it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, absolutely like transfixed on her when she's on screen. And she's great in this movie. If anybody gives a great performance, it's
1: her. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. Um, she's, I don't know, seeing some military guy. Right. I never yeah. quite zeroed in on what their relationship was. Uh, yeah. she she's she's never. The only re- scene we ever see him. It's, it,
0: so. I, th- I think his name's Mike. Is that right? Was it Mike?
1: Yeah. Maybe? Maybe.
0: I don't know. But yeah, he only appears at this roller skating. So you think it's going to be, you know, Hopper. Sean Penn has to, you know, get around this guy she's in a relationship relationship with to get with her before he leaves for the war. But it's really just sort of. She falls in love with him when he's skating, basically.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then, that, to... and
0: then that's it. She just walks away from Mike or whatever his name is, and, uh, and she's with, uh, Hopper now.
1: Yeah. Um, and then he starts taking her around, showing her, like, there's, like, this pond that he wants to take her to. They go skinny dipping, of course, because yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> um, they end up sleeping together. And he just takes her around, shows her all this fun stuff, and then, uh, and then, like I said, the movie sort of transitions into, we got to raise some money for Nicky so he can get an abortion. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, the lovely Stacy, my fiance, uh, uh-huh. she kind of exploded later in the, later in this movie. When when Hopper explodes on Nikki after he tells her that he got uh, Sally pregnant, Hopper, Sean Penn is like, Oh, come on, man. You didn't wear any protection. And then, and then Stacy's like, are we supposed to believe that he wore protection when he was banging Elizabeth McGovern in the pond? Right. <laughs> I'm like, you're right. Yeah, I don't think he did either.
1: I was kind of wondering that, too. I'm like, does he like, hold on? I have to put this on. Like, yeah, it doesn't seem like a I wore a protection type of scene. But
0: No, no, definitely sure. not. Definitely not. <laughs>
1: Um, and then I don't know how much detail we want to go into it literally is just sort of like there's some episodic type stuff where it's like, uh, Hopper and Nikki are going to go, uh, con some Navy guys out of some money by playing pool and that right, kind of yeah. backfires on them. And, um, I don't know, some other just fun adventures or whatever until ultimately they have to literally leave for war.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of like, I don't know, would you call it like a slice of life or, mm. you know, a couple yeah. months in the life of the, this young guy, basically. This young yeah. guy falling in love with this young girl, sort of thing. So it's not, you know, it's not like there's like a straight through line plot. There's definitely, you know, something that the, that the characters are going to do, look forward to, slash, you know, prepare to leave. And then so and it's just sort of what happens leading up to that. Basically,
1: there's no like plot, like I would expect where it's like, well, I need to figure out how to not go to war. (laughs) Like, There's none of that. It literally is just, yeah, I'm going to war on this date. So let's just hang out and enjoy life or whatever until Mm -hmm. that happens.
0: Yeah. And (laughs) a lot of that involves uh, racing steam trains. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which yeah, it's this is one of those movies where it's like it has like sort of a atmospheric, strange title, but it's not really explained. Am I right? I don't think I missed anything, did
1: I? No.
0: Yeah. So I guess maybe racing with the moon is sort of because the only they talk about racing trains in the movie Mm. several times. So I don't know if that's what that is in relation to or whatever.
1: But yeah, that literally is just them means they like run up to a train that's going and hop on and then just hang on for a while and then hop off. Yeah. Um,
0: I I guess guess there's nothing nothing better to do or something, you know?
1: Yeah. I got super worried uh, because there's a big scene where they're walking along train tracks. I don't even remember what scene happened beforehand, but um, it's at night and they're walking along train tracks. Train's coming. They sort of uh, run up, hop on the train, and they're both having a good time. And then Sean Penn jumps off and rolls down the super steep hill. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, he could have broke his neck. Yeah, Um, yeah, no kidding. That's how fucking old I am. And (laughs) I was super worried that something was going to happen to Nicolas Cage. Like, yeah, I don't know why. I just got this weird pit in my stomach like, oh, no, is he going to fall and like, his leg run over some shit. Well, here's, that's what, that's
0: exactly what I thought when Sean Penn. So, okay. So Sean or Hopper and Nikki, I don't know what is happening there, but like, are, are they like people who are acting to help young nurses?
1: Uh, you know what I mean? Like they're they're pretending
0: to be injured. For for like I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's what the, that's what it was. Yeah. Is
0: that so? They're pretending to be so they're
1: training nurses there. Is that what's <laughs> it, happening? It, I think so. It's like the episode of Seinfeld where Kramer uh, pretends he has diseases for <laughs> doctors to diagnose. Yeah. <laughs> my heart
0: burned. Not on, not unlike the burning in my urination. <laughs> Fantastic episode. Fantastic episode. <laughs> yeah so that that's a little weird, but it's also so okay, so this movie is technically considered a comedy drama, yeah, and I wouldn't necessarily call it a comedy, but it um, does have some funny moments like that yes. where they're yeah, this
1: this scene is really funny,
0: yeah, where they're like pretending to be injured, and you know like Sean Penn's got like this bandage wrapped around his head, and he's got fake blood coming out of his mouth, and they Yes. Oh, yeah. So there's like a guy playing war noises on a record yeah. player over the loudspeaker, and I guess this is maybe like these girls were in like a high school nursing program, which is yeah. maybe something they did because I think they're something, all in high school yeah. still, right? Because they, like yeah. they send him into the school because they're like, "Your mom's on the phone. Your mom's on the phone." So when he goes in, what do they put on? Boogie-woogie Bugle Boy cuz that yes, that's do. yeah right that song pops up a couple times <laughs> in this uh, in this movie so they they put yeah. on Boogie-woogie Bugle Boy and play some songs and sort of like jump up and, and do roller. a little do a little dance and then run away yeah, it's pretty funny
1: yeah <laughs> and the entire like field of people get up and start dancing <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> yeah, very, it's very it's, like, it's like the teacher. beginning of
0: it's like the beginning of Grease 2 right it's yeah. like
1: oh, oh no oh no spontaneous <laughs> dancing uh, yeah the tea- Teacher, uh, leader, whatever his title is, got that <laughs> one of those little uh, like funnel like uh, <laughs> right. megaphones, yeah, right. And he gets so mad because all the teenagers just hop up and start dancing. <laughs> well, because Nicholas Cage, and Sean Penn run off almost as if on cue. <laughs> <laughs> Which we saw this at the beginning of the movie because we saw Hopper taking piano lessons, right, right. And, he, and they're teaching him like some classical piano, and then he busts out into some like. And, like and roll, Little like,
0: Richard, or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. If, Could people even play piano in 1943 like that? I don't <laughs> think right. so. Yeah.
1: And then uh, the teacher gets all flustered, and <laughs> I, I've never been so insulted in my life. And just, like leaves, and his mom gets so mad because he's <laughs> ruining piano lessons and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's got a, He's sort of got leans towards like this little bit more of like a. Um, uh, because I don't even know if they technically called it rock and roll back then, but just sort of this, you know, young uh, uh, revolt, like sort of rhythm and
0: blues, perhaps.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just he just leans more towards that, even though he, like yeah, he's yeah. he's a little rebel, and
0: he's he's not yeah. like he's not like the the town tough guy, but like he'll figure out how to do something wild. He's sort of like a like a grown up feral boy or whatever, right? Like, and they talk yeah. about how. Is it his dad used to make maps for him and Nikki? Is that right? His dad used to make maps, right? Yeah. So they would go on these adventures and that's where Hopper found this beautiful secluded pond area where he can bang Caddy, (laughs) you -hmm. know, all these. Yeah. So it's like, uh, it's sort of, he is sort of like this sort of young adventurer kid kind of growing into an adult who's, you know, kind of like the the Woody Woodpecker-style troublemaker, you know?
1: Yeah, So, yeah, so they do this, and then he shows up at the library, where apparently Caddy <coughs> also works, because he right. stops to talk to her there a couple times as well.
0: Yeah, I, I never even thought about that. She works at the library and the movie theater.
1: Apparently. Huh. And uh, he's still got his bandages on, he's put fake blood in his mouth, <laughs> and he scares her, and she gets really mad at him. Yeah. So then she uh, makes him later help her take some books to the to the hospital.
0: Yeah, like right then she says, "Get get cleaned up. We're going somewhere." Yeah,
1: yeah. And so they take a cart full of books over to the hospital, and she pulls him into the um, soldier ward. Yeah, and he goes around and is dropping books off for uh, wounded soldiers so they can read, and he stumbles upon Michael Madsen.
0: Yeah, young Michael Madsen. Which, but Jesus. This, this might is, be the
1: youngest I've ever seen him.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say that. Like he must like he's not even listed in the in the top cast of this movie. No. So you have, to, you have yeah. to go all the way through to find him. But yeah, I don't think I've seen a younger Michael Madsen on film.
1: And and, he's... and did you know that Dana <laughs> Carvey is here too? Oh, really? No, yeah. I completely missed
0: it. He yeah, his character's actually named as Babyface.
1: Babyface.
0: <laughs> I I, th- I think that I think he's just another one of the soldiers in the room. I I didn't yeah, actually yeah. I didn't actually recognize yeah.
1: him. Well, okay, I'm, scroll- is, uh- I'm
0: scrolling down Michael Madsen's list here. Oh no, okay, yeah, he was in stuff as early as '82, against all okay. hope. He was in Saint Elsewhere, two episodes of Saint Elsewhere. Oh, he was in War Games in 1983. So I've definitely seen a, a younger Michael Madsen than this one. But yeah, Racing with uh-huh. the Moon, pretty much after yeah. that.
1: I mean, it's a pretty good scene. Like they sit and talk. Um, and and, and you know. also it's kind of like
0: this movie is sort of like goes against expectation. Like it, y- you expect it to go over the top at times, you know, like that, uh. the conversation between injured soldier, Michael Madsen and Sean Penn, like you expect that to go sideways, but it really sort of doesn't. And even though Sean Penn sort of like reacts to it afterwards, it's, it's almost more of like a, you know, like you bitch, why did you, <laughs> like why did you take me to see these injured soldiers kind of thing? Like cause he knew what was yeah. going on, right? He was, you know, yeah. he was fucking around pretending to be injured and then she's like, well, you know, you're going to yeah. war and this is what that looks like kind of thing. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's very, I don't know, very, uh, naturalistic to me, yeah. th- that sort of stuff. And also, but like not over the top, not, he's not screaming the soldiers, you know, the soldiers not like, you know, the soldiers not acting like Kramer in that episode, you know, he's, uh, you know, you know, that, you know, the, you know, the chai were after me, you know, like, like he, he's not, he's not doing that. He's just like, he's like, Hey man, take a look. I don't have a leg anymore. Take a look if you want, you know, like, it's just like nonchalant about it. I think, which is, which yeah. was just sort of against expectation in a lot of ways this movie
1: <clears throat> yeah she feels like he's not taking the fact that he's going to war very seriously yeah and so yeah this is a big wake-up call for him so he goes in and then, yeah like i said they just have a conversation he keeps calling uh, michael madsen sir yes and so michael madsen's like how old are you and he's like 17 he's like well i'm 22 why do you feel like you have to call me <laughs> sir and then he tells him his name and stuff and you know they just sit and talk and you can see that uh, Hopper's staring at the uh the missing leg sort of under the sheet. And yeah. he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, you can look at it and he pulls sheet back and he's like, Yeah, just take a look. Like this is this is what war is like.
0: Yeah. And and while it does go against <laughs> expectation, he still says the line that you expect him to say, you know, I still feel it sometimes or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. Have of course. you have to, you have to. Cliches that, uh, that must pissed off, piss off amputees. Right. No, of course. Yeah. <laughs> With, yeah.
1: yeah. So that kind of puts like a, cause then the, yeah, Hopper gets like kind of mad about the whole situation. And, um, you know, she's telling you, I'm just trying to she to realize how serious like all this is.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's again, it doesn't it, it doesn't really sideline the movie or anything. It's just part of the experiences that they're having, and perhaps mm-hmm. Penn's character gets a little more serious after that. And I guess that's almost like where the movie kind of makes a a turn into the serious, right? Like that. Mm-hmm. That's about the point where we start. Figuring out that Nikki got Sally pregnant and, and that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. And, you know, they still play some of that stuff up. Like the the pool hall stuff is still pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but then there's the scene where he Nikki takes Sally to get her abortion. And uh, Cappy and Hopper go with them. Mm-hmm. And you can, they're just driving in dead silence like the whole way there. And it's just like, ugh, like this is terrible. Yeah. And it's 1942, so it's not like they're driving to a hospital,
0: right? Uh, yeah, yeah, because they they do the abortion in like a a trailer, right? Like a yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's in the middle of the night, and they just go to some rundown trailer, and it's still a hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. So it's
0: 1942 I was, I was, money. Yeah, Jeez. I was thinking, I was thinking about that when I was watching it. I didn't do any of the. Uh, the googling calculations, but I'll do that right now because that has to be more expensive than it is now, right? Probably. I would assume so. Nineteen forty. Well, that's not ten forty-two. There weren't American dollars in ten forty-two, but in nineteen forty-two,
1: <laughs>
0: one hundred and fifty dollars is two thousand seven hundred and seventy-seven dollars
1: today. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Woof. <laughs> uh. Oh, and part of this subplot, I guess we haven't really talked about, uh, Hopper and Nikki think that Caddy is a Gatsby girl. Right, 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 right. She, right yeah. She's from a rich family or something because she lives in a giant house.
0: Yeah, Yeah. because uh, uh, Sean Penn like follows her home on the Boss, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah definitely
1: definitely not creepy, creepy. whatsoever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> definitely creepy.
1: <laughs> Sees her girl on the bus, and then he hops on the back of the bus and just takes it until she gets home. Yeah, looks at her through the back window the whole time. Yeah, it's not yeah, creepy yeah. at all. Yeah, for sure. But the audience has told the truth pretty quickly. That yeah. She lives in the house because her mom is a maid for the family. Right. Um, But she has a pretty good relationship with, like, the uh, daughter or whatever that lives in the house. Yeah. So they turn to her to get the $150, thinking, oh, well, she's got tons of money. She can probably make it happen. Mm-hmm. Sean Penn promises, like, you'll get every cent back or whatever. Like, he's going to make sure she gets paid back for it. Um, she almost goes and steals from the family, but sort of gets caught. Yeah. And then, uh, she sort of breaks down with the, to the daughter, sort of tells her, and the daughter's like, look, I'll, I'll I'll help you out and figure it out and <laughs> talk
0: about playing against expectations like that whole thing. Yeah. Right. It's very weird. Like it doesn't, you know, like the, the rich girls like oh, it's okay. You know, it's okay. Everything's okay. Right. Which you, yeah. which you don't expect. You expect the rich girl to freak out and kick her out and you're a bitch. Never come back into my room again. You know that you yeah. expect that, but it doesn't happen. It's, it's really interesting.
1: Yeah. You expect her and her mom to be booted out. And it's like, look, fucking Nikki, once again, caused chaos in someone else's life because of all the shit that he needs taken care of. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which we'll find out is the theme throughout some of this movie. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, But yeah, yeah, like, her relationship with the rich girl, like, and she tells her, like, yeah, I need this, and I almost did something terrible to get it, and I feel terrible for it. You know, like you said, they have this nice little sort of heart-to-heart. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, like we'll figure it out. Like I'll help you however I can and stuff. So, yeah, this yeah. movie, this
0: movie th- seems to take place in a world where everybody is just reasonable. Mm-hmm. And it's like I want to go to there. You know, <laughs> right? Yes, <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> yes.
1: Everybody seems. <clears throat> seems uh, all, everybody seems on the same page, except yeah. for uh, Crispin Glover. But yeah, okay. you're right, right, yeah.
0: <clears throat> Very punchable face. Yeah. Very punchable face. <laughs> uh,
1: so they so they go, they do the abortion, they're driving back. And uh, they point out multiple times how much of a dick that Nikki's being about this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't, like, uh, like when they show it to the trailer, uh, Sean Penn's the one that gets out and lets the women out and stuff. And um, Sally tells uh, Nikki that she doesn't want him coming with her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he doesn't, like, try to fight it or anything. Right. And, uh, you know, they, uh, Caddy tells him, like, you should really go in there and you should hold her hand through this whole thing. That's Hopper, you- actually, isn't it? I think Sean Penn tells him that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Because she, big-
0: she went in, right? Like, she, yeah. she's the first person to go in, or the only person to go in, I guess.
1: Well, I thought someone said it beforehand, and he's like, "Well, she told me she didn't want me to go."
0: No, that's then, right. I, uh, I think it's after that conversation that Caddy goes in. I think yeah, Sean Penn tells tells Nikki to go in, but he's like, "She said I didn't. Yeah. She doesn't want me to go, or whatever." And then yeah, and yeah. then Caddy walks in. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, and he's then, he's very passive about the whole situation. Like, he doesn't get out of the car to walk her home, walk her up to the yeah, front yeah. door. That's something that she, that yeah. Sean Penn and Elizabeth McGovern do. You know, he just, um, but again, it, it is sort of real, right? Like he doesn't, he doesn't know what to do. So it comes across callously. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause then they're on the way back and Sally's in the backseat crying with caddy mm-hmm. and they got the radio on and it goes to like news about the war stuff. And he's like, Oh, I don't want to listen to this. And like changes it to some like upbeat music and Caddy right. leads up and she's just like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> they get a huge fight and, yeah, but then yeah, he doesn't walk Sally up to the door. He's just very like hangs back on like everything, yeah. which is very much not what you're supposed to do no. in this
0: situation. No, but it's also very realistic, you know. And 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 he's not yeah. be, he's not being like overtly bad. He's just yeah. it's quite it's a very natural reaction from someone who doesn't know what to do, right? Yeah, and I, and I really appreciate it. I mean, that's that's a script issue, I guess, more than anything yeah, yeah. else. It's really really yeah. good. Steve Cloves yeah. wrote this movie, and it's directed yeah. by Richard Benjamin. I guess we, have, we we should probably say that.
1: Yeah, uh, And this leads to uh, Caddy and Hopper getting into a fight mm-hmm. uh, after they drop Sally off. And Caddy gets out, and she's like, I just don't even want to deal with you. And they get into an argument, and then uh, she walks off. And then Nikki's like, hey, come on, whatever. She wants to walk. Just let her walk. (laughs) And that's when Hopper and Nikki get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Shit starts going sideways real quick.
1: Yeah. And Hopper just points out, like, look, all of your messes seem to fuck up everybody else's situations. Mm -hmm. And you don't ever take accountability for it. And they just get into a huge argument. That's when they sort of stop talking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it's, again, very entertaining.
1: Good, you know, it's it's got,
0: it's got some decent laughs. I think calling it a comedy is a stretch, you know? Like I don't, I I don't think like the Marvel movies necessarily have comedy under their genre (laughs) on IMDb, but, uh, I think that there's about as many laughs as there is in a Marvel movie, maybe less, but I I think, I think the laughs in this one are kind of genuine, but they're not like, comedy laughs they're kind of like mm-hmm. cute you know what it, like you know what i mean like yeah, yeah yeah it's it's the kind of movie where like sean penn leans against a bookshelf and the bookshelf collapses behind him you know like <laughs> it's it if you find <laughs> that funny you're you're gonna dig the movie but yeah. it's also not like a bunch of slapstick there's just a couple laughs that sort of ease the tension yeah yeah,
1: yeah when they take the for some reason i'm fixated on this pool hall scene i don't know why right but like, when they when they Swindle the uh, Navy guys because they end up losing and then they can't pay up because they really don't have the money they said they did. Yeah, they uh, they have to like run run from these Navy guys and then like lock them into the pool hall by putting pool cues (laughs) in between the door and the, the railing of the porch. And then they just drive off, and they're both like, you know, laughing and having a good time as they're driving by these angry Navy guys yeah. that are chasing their truck, yeah. and yeah. stuff, yeah. So I mean, there's like some good, just like fun humor in it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Which is weird to say about a movie that about kids going to war, kids and abortion, going to war, so. and abortion.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. but again like i think i think this is a very sort of genuine and sort of realistic look of course i wasn't alive at the time um Mm -hmm. and it's not you know what my grandfather's experience was but you know he grew up on a fucking farm in the middle of nowhere but you know i I think it's i think it's sort of genuine this movie it's sort of it has a a a realness to it anyway
1: Mm -hmm. And uh, the movie sort of wraps up where uh, Hopper's talking with his dad because his dad's a, a uh, grave digger. Right. <laughs> which is an interesting, like, profession. So we see multiple times that Hopper's out helping his dad do uh, grave digger stuff, <laughs> taking graves, <laughs> taking care of the cemetery. And, uh, you know, grave digger stuff. <laughs> yeah. And this last scene, like, he's talking, like, oh, you haven't talked to Nikki in a couple weeks. Like,. You know, they're both like getting ready to leave to head off to they they end up saying they're gonna be in the Marines, I guess. Right. Yeah. And uh they're about to head off. And he's like, look, he probably needs somebody right now. He's probably, you know, really uh anxious or, you know, getting worried about having to leave. And, yeah. So maybe you should just put all this stuff behind you and just go. So we have this great scene where the he Hopper goes to the bowling alley and He's in there, and he's just sort of like cleaning out his. Know he's cleaning out like his personal space or whatever. He's got like a box full of stuff, and he's just yeah. sort of hanging out in the in the bowling alley. Nobody else is there. The place is closed. <laughs> yeah. And so they come in, and they just sort of talk, and there's nothing like. It was, I don't even think there's like an apology nope, or anything between just, them. Yeah, but but again,
0: real. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it's here. Just completely... You know, I, I, I'm here. So I forgive you or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. It's yeah. genuine. It's Completely. They're they're old, they're old friends. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, the, the guy who plays his dad, John Carlin is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's one of those like mo- movie dads, great movie dads, you know, uh, yeah. I guess we lost John Carlin in 2020, but, uh, oh. he was, uh, Willie Loomis from dark shadows. Oh, nice. And a shit ton of TV. Cagney and Lacey, Mad About You, Roseanne. Oh, wait, sorry. That's Roseanne, an unauthorized biography. He, played, <laughs> he plays Jerry Barr, who, who I'm assuming would be Roseanne's dad in the TV movie about her life. Holy shit.
1: Still a dad.
0: Still a dad. <laughs> Still
1: a dad. Yeah. Uh, no, but I love this scene. It, like... Yeah, there's no verbal apology. Just hey, we're both here. We both, even without that verbal apology, still lets him know. Like, I was listening to what you were saying. because yeah. he he says like, oh, I went and saw Sally, and you know whatever. So that's the confirmation that like, look, I'm I a get kid. it.
0: Yeah, I was My being bad. stupid. Yeah.
1: I, I'm trying to listen to what you were saying. Yeah, I'm taking that stuff to heart. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
0: Yeah, just really, really well done, really well scripted, and really well acted. You know, like, those two guys pulled that off together.
1: Yeah, it's a great scene. Like, uh, it might be one of my favorite scenes, apparently, besides the pool hall, because I keep bringing that up. (laughs) uh, This might be one of my favorite, like, actor scenes in the movie, where it's just the two of them just sitting there and just talking about, you know, their day-to-day life stuff. Definitely. We had this falling out. Everything's fine now. But, you know, we're about to leave. I think it's, was it the next day they are leaving or mm-hmm. later that day or mm-hmm. something? And, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's,
0: it's funny. Um, I, I, in fact, I think in that scene, they say it's Saturday. I think mean, they say they leaving Saturday or something. So it's like within yeah. like five days or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, it's, it's funny because like these two guys, like they were friends. You know, just young Hollywood actor guys. And this movie solidified their friendship, but that friendship went to shit several years later when Sean Sean Penn said some not-so-nice things about Nicolas Cage's acting.
1: Oh, Sean. I know.
0: Yeah, He said he's not an actor anymore or something like that. I think that was after Cage started doing crazy stuff. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. which which is coming, guys, which is coming. We're like three episodes away from Crazy Cage. We're getting there. <laughs> We're going to have a run of like two or three great Crazy Cage movies coming up. <laughs> oh, so excited. But this is a really good movie. I mean, f- you know, for a movie that, I mean, you and I both neither, both neither? Wow. English teacher t- speaking. <laughs> guys, listen up. I'm giving you some real grammar lessons here. Uh n- Neither of us even knew about this movie yeah and both of us watch it and it's pretty darn good
1: yeah yeah i really enjoyed it and like you said it's just sort of a slice of life movie there's no there's Mm -hmm. no like oh we're at point a and we have something we have to accomplish by point you know d or whatever and there's like obstacles in the middle there's really no obstacles it literally is just we're going to war, we have to, we're going to live our lives, however crazy and zany it may be, Mm -hmm. up until get on a train.
0: I think, like, a lesser movie, like, the plot would have been more about having to collect money for an abortion, or, you know, Mm. would have been more about the things they have to do before they leave. But really, it's just how they spend their last few weeks before they join the army. That's it. It's... You know, yeah. easy breezy you know it's like there's no there's nothing complicated about the plot at all
1: yeah um oh we should talk about the last the, the scene where they actually leave
0: yeah i mean that's fun yeah it's a truly great way to end this movie i think yeah. it's, it's kind of like the perfect ending for this movie and you know his parents are you're gonna miss a train the <laughs> parents are just yelling <laughs> at him i uh, should mention uh uh Uh, Sean Penn's mom is played by Ritania Alda. Okay. Who can't can't be that much older than Sean Penn. Probably not. So, uh, my under... I guess... Oh, I was just going to say... Huh. Said she was previously married to Richard Bright, but I'm assuming she's married to Alan Alda, right? Is that...
1: Oh, I have no idea.
0: I'm trying to find here. Spouse Richard Bright... No, I guess trivia is no relation to two more famous Aldas, father and son, Robert and Alan Alda. Okay, never huh. mind. Well, yeah. Never mind. Not True related at all. Yeah. I always thought that she was Alan Alda's wife because they're like the same age and are actors. I don't know. I
1: do not know. She was, really in, she was in... She was in a good go too. Yeah, right. You're, you're looking at deer hunter. I'm like, I'm <laughs> you're, I'm two. Well, let us let's,
0: let's be fair. I'm actually looking at the dark half. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have fair you ever enough. seen
1: the dark half? Oh, you, I love the dark half.
0: Oh, man, I was obsessed with that black. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't even know what it is in like I yeah, used to I, I used to know like all the schematics of that car. Like I read all about it and shit. Yeah, really good. underrated underrated movie
1: yeah underrated romero movie yeah exactly yeah for
0: sure for sure yeah i mean all all the romero movies that don't feature dead in the title are kind of underrated i think (laughs)
1: uh yeah so they're yeah they're at the train station they're saying goodbye his parents are there
0: uh the train's leaving (laughs) caddy's, (laughs)
1: caddy's there they are doing their very dramatic, like, oh, I'm going to miss you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then the train starts pulling out, and everybody's looking at him like, uh, uh, you should probably get on the train, and then he's just standing there, just letting it go by. Yeah. And then Nicholas Cage, we find out, is also not on the train. Yeah. <laughs> he's standing there watching the train go, to <laughs> And they look at each other and start laughing, and they're like, well, should we? And they're like, yep. And they both take off racing as we saw earlier in the film yeah, and both jump on the train and do their whole like racing the train thing. Yeah. Perfect. It's sort of a lot of fun. Yeah. Just Perf- a great, perfect. Great ending, Yeah.
0: Perfect yeah. ending to this movie. You talk about like parallels and reversals, right? There's no reversal, yeah. but it's a, you know, there's these, there's something these guys have done since they were tiny, tiny kids and they're still going to do it, even though they're about to head off to war. It's uh, a, yeah. it's, it's a good little, good little way to, you know, put a button on the movie.
1: Yeah, and we never, we never find out what happens to him. Oh, God.
0: The, the clip just reminded me of another scene in the, in the movie that actually pissed me off. Not, not about the movie, but to see people doing it. When they're, they have a bunch of empty vodka bottles.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes. yes, And like,
0: I think Nick Cage is pouring like a quarter of a bottle of vodka into each of these vodka bottles, and then Sean Penn is standing there with. It might be the other way around. I can't remember who's doing what. But Sean Penn's standing there with a hose, filling it up with the rest of it up with water. Ugh! Yeah. Awful! Awful! <laughs> awful!
1: Yeah, the guy that runs the bowling alley. He's like, "Boys, I need more." Yeah, holds, up, yeah. holds hey, up a funnel on the bottle. Underrated character, Al. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's only There's got a couple, a couple of lines, of- but uh yeah, it's good. There's a couple of fun characters in this that don't like we mentioned Gatsby Boy Crispin Glover. I thought his character was going to show up more. Oh, I
0: definitely thought so too. Yeah,
1: or he's going to be <clears> a <throat> main antagonist of the movie, but we don't <laughs> really see him much. Uh, there's a uh, prostitute played by Carol Kane, and I love right. Carol Kane. My so God! And so also,
0: uh, holy shit, smoking hot Carol Kane. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, fuck! I can't believe I, I forgot about Carol Kane as a prostitute, and that's yeah. that's a funny scene too. Right? Because,
1: well, what, I mean, they, yeah. they hire he's, her as a
0: prostitute to come on a double date,
1: basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Nikki has to go pick up Sally, but he's got to meet her parents. Right. And so they need it to be a double date. So they bring Hopper <laughs> and then they bring uh, the prostitute. I don't remember her name. They bring Carol Kane with them Annie. And uh, she, uh, as she's getting out of the car and walks up to the house, she's like, oh, I got to run in my pantyhose. <laughs>
0: And then the next, it's and then it's like smash cut to her sitting in a chair with like these long, sexy legs, right? With like this huge <laughs> run down, like yeah, so funny. Yeah, oh god, good shit. And yeah, I mean, I absolutely forgot about sexy Carol Kane as a prostitute in this movie yeah. until you mentioned it.
1: Yeah, she's so great. I love Carol Kane. Yeah, Every time fantastic. I see her in something, I'm just so excited.
0: Yeah, my ex couldn't stand her, so I think really? I think my my love of Carol Kane went. You know, even more through the moon uh, (laughs) that after I got divorced, out Out of spite, out of spite, spite. (laughs) I love Carol Kane. Out of spite,
1: I was so happy when she showed up on uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt.
0: Yes, oh my god! And I was like, oh
1: thank God, Carol Kane's doing stuff again because I (laughs) love her. That's
0: that's that's when because I was watching that with my ex. She's like, oh, I I can't stand this actress, and I was like, what?
1: How dare you talk about the penguin's mom that I way.
0: know! <laughs> the penguin's mom. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Yeah, she too uh. was in Gotham. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and then uh says that uh, Max Walters in this. Mm-hmm. I don't remember seeing him, though.
0: I think he, he isn't he the teacher with the, the cone Is that he? he's yelling
1: through? I think so. Oh, he's a lot heavier than, cause I mainly know oh, him from maybe, 16. yeah. I, I know him from 16 candles, right. essentially. Right. In place yeah, yeah. One of the grandpas. Um, so I was excited to see him and I didn't, I didn't remember seeing him in the movie.
0: Wow. But. Uh, Racing with the Moon and 16 candles, his last two movies.
1: Oh, well, there you go.
0: Apparently he was on 11 episodes of the Stockard Channing show in 1980. I didn't well, even know there was a Stalker Channing right? show. I
1: was Channing had their own show. <laughs> I love Stalker Channing. I did not know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anything else about the movie we should talk about? it's just fun. You know, it's yeah, like it's it's good. not
0: gonna change your life. It's not a great movie, but you know, I think we've seen these movies before, you know, the boys about to go to war, you know, splice life kind of thing before. So it's it's nothing new. Uh, I don't even think it was new in 1984, but of course in the eighties there, you know, the retro in the eighties went from like 1930s to 1950s pretty quick, right? Like Mm -hmm. a lot of the eighties is very concerned with, um, uh, like gangsters, you know, like New York gangsters in the thirties. And then boom, we pop right up to the fifties for that, uh, that sweet 30-year uh, nostalgia that they, <laughs> they have yeah, going yeah. on all the time. But, uh, yeah, so there's nothing new. But you know what? It's one of the better examples of this kind of movie that I've seen before. And I think mm-hmm. it's it's really well written. It's anchored by two amazing performance. oh Sorry, two amazing actors. One amazing performance on behalf of uh, Elizabeth McGovern. Sean Penn is also great. And Nicholas mm-hmm. Cage is, you know, is great in his in his supporting role. Yeah. Um, I think he, I think he probably only took this movie because it would be with Sean Penn, and they were friends. Because I think at this point he's kind of dedicated to being a a leading man. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh yeah, it's just it's got kind of everything you need in sort of like a coming of age movie too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Especially incorporate like the the seriousness of world war 2. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like that's like a quick hand like everybody knows like oh if they're uh heading off to fight in world war 2 like oof that's that's rough. Yeah. Like people can immediately it seems like they can immediately um sort of uh sympathize with something like that. Yeah, for sure. Whereas I don't know, we still weren't over Vietnam at this point. So yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) Well, should we should we rate it? Let's do it.
0: Okay, I really like this movie. I'm giving the movie five.
1: I'm gonna go four. Okay, enjoyed the movie. I like we've been talking about. I enjoyed the uh, the sort of meandering is the right word, but just sort of the uh, them living life for a couple weeks. And I thought yeah, the just, just were great, sort of, and, just sort
0: of a lazy, easy move. And you know what? I'm go- yeah. and because it was such a delightful surprise, I'm going to switch mine to four too. Oh, well,
1: there you go.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, I this is this is is going from not knowing this movie existed to really enjoying it. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's yeah. pretty rare for a movie that's forty years old. Yeah, so. yeah,
1: yeah. People definitely don't talk about this movie. Considering I had no idea.
0: Like, yeah, no kidding. Existed, no kidding. So. So what do you, what do you give your cage rating on this one?
1: Um I think I want to go with like a 2.5. Okay. Uh there we do get a couple fun scenes. Uh they're like uh cleaning the uh, bowling alley or whatever. And Nicholas Cage like Bursts out like uh, he's got like a tangerine. He sings. He sings the
0: song Tangerine.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's kind of fun, and you could tell he's getting to indulge in all his Nicolas Cage ness at this point. (laughs) Um, But then he plays it pretty straight through most of it. There's a couple scenes, like again the pool hall scene, which apparently is my favorite scene in the movie. Uh, is it really? I fun. haven't heard you talk <laughs> about the pool <laughs> hall scene, Brian. <laughs> right? Tell me Apparently, all about it. <laughs> I don't know why I keep referring ah oh,
0: this guy in the pool hall <laughs> scene. Jesus.
1: Uh, but we get to see him be a lot of fun in that scene, yeah, uh, for sure, and stuff. Um, but then throughout the rest of the movie, he's pretty serious throughout most of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. For me, for me, it's a three. It's just it is a good performance. Yeah, you know, but, but you know, it's nothing, nothing crazy but you don't want it to be crazy it it was it was perfect for what this movie needed i think yeah you know completely. with like the sort of the supporting role who is basically i mean he's basically the antagonist of the movie in a lot of ways because he's responsible for a lot of the conflict right yeah, even yeah. even though he's like best friends with the, with the protagonist he's also the antagonist cuz he gets him into all of his trouble so mhm There you go. Back to, back to English teacher talk right there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I, I went three and you went 2.5. Um, so I am hung over and my computer wasn't even turned on. So I don't have the thumb drive in my office with the spreadsheet on it, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, I've done the math. And that solidly places this movie at like a 3.375 which puts it on the higher end of the movies that we've reviewed. I nice. I don't know the numbers exactly cuz I'm not looking at the chart, but uh pretty good. Pretty good. That's all pretty good rating, yeah. And you know, uh you can you can get it I think for, for is it 3.99 or 4.99? I can't remember on uh, on Amazon. Well, in Canada anyway, on Amazon yeah, Prime. Yeah. So, it's a well, it's a for- it, Oh, it, I bought it actually for four ninety oh, okay. nine. I think digitally. There you go.
1: So uh, this this was free on Amazon Prime for me. So. that's a little. So I get to watch it. God.
0: Yeah, I get, I guess looking at the IMDb thing that tells you how to watch it, I think I could. I could. I could have gotten the Hollywood Suite channel on Prime to watch it no. for free. But, uh, okay. yeah, I'm so bad with canceling the free things that I always end yeah. up just like paying for four months of it before I actually get around <laughs> to it. So I try not to do that anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that reminds me. I got to cancel my star subscription. I did that already. Yeah. They had a, they had a special of like $5 a month for three months. And I'm like, Ooh, I'll get that because, uh, party down is coming back. And nice. Yeah. I, I, I like,
0: got oh, it. Shit, I, I get- got it to watch heels. I think is yeah.
1: Oh, nice! That yeah.
0: wrestler, Stephen Arnell or Am- Am- Amel. I don't know what his name is. Stephen Amel, yeah, yeah. The Green yeah. Arrow wrestling show.
1: <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. It's been on my list to watch. Maybe I'll try to watch that
0: before I uh, cancel the subscription. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty fun. Eight episodes nice. or something. I nice. guess if you and you're a wrestling fan too, so yeah, you enjoy that. Yeah, they don't they don't treat you like a moron in that show. Nice. And CM Punk nice. is in it, and he's great. He's great. Yeah.
1: Uh, not so much about, I don't know about real life anymore. Yeah. Maybe maybe he's not, maybe not great in the locker
0: room, but, uh,
1: (laughs) he's great in movies and shows, (laughs) uh, which this is a tangent, but I just rewatched his like AEW debut last night. Okay. I'm just like, Oh, remember when we were so excited? He was coming back.
0: There's talk of him coming back to AEW.
1: Yeah, I know. I know I don't, I don't, I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a good idea but
0: yeah I don't know it's it sure be entertaining to watch I mean uh-huh. I don't really I'm like a mania guy or whatever like I watch you know, I watch Botchamania and I watch clips of wrestling. So we don't actually yeah, watch true. wrestling anymore, but yeah. I'm I, I try to stay a little up on it. You know, because I like watching. Yeah. You know, like that fucking Ricochet and Logan Paul at the Royal Rumble, like when they did that crazy yeah, yeah thing. Like I, I like I like that shit. That's sort of how yeah. I relate to wrestling now, that in fictional <laughs> ways and old shit. Yeah, I watched uh, a free on Tubi. What the hell is that thing called? Since we're on a wrestling tangent. Was, it, I think it's like Memphis Wrestling. Hold oh, on. I wrote it down somewhere. Memphis Wrestling Yearbook Volume 4 or something. Oh. 1987. Um. I don't know about this. It was really, I mean, okay, really? It wasn't really good, but it was good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh Memphis Wrestling 1987 Yearbook Volume 4. So there's, Uh-oh. there's a couple good matches in it. Uh, it's got a match with the Midnight Rockers. Nice. which is Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. This is before they joined WWF and holy shit. Those guys were hot back in the day. And I don't mean good looking. I mean, we all, we all know who's a sexy boy, but (laughs) I I mean, those guys were like, I don't know, 30 years ahead of their time in, in 1987 for sure. And there's a match where Jerry, the King Lawler teams up with Bam Bam Bigelow. Nice, and that is awesome. Bam Bam Bigelow is my favorite big man, so it's It's always good to see the late great Bam Bam Bigelow.
1: Have you watched the uh, Dark Side of the Rings? I have. Seasons.
0: I have, and we're getting we're getting
1: a new one. Getting a new one. Getting a new one, which I'm excited. Uh, what about Tales from the Territories?
0: I've seen all the Tales from the Territories. Yes. Fantastic show. That, yeah.
1: This show is so great.
0: Yeah. if if I, I don't think we got Dark Side of the Ring last year. I don't think we got a season last year, but we got yeah. Tales from the Territories instead. I interviewed yeah. uh, Jason Eisner. Oh, nice. A, about... Uh, oh, shit. What's the movie called? Kids versus Aliens? I think... Is that the yeah, name? Yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. About Kids versus Aliens. But, uh, yeah, I had to slip in some Dark Side of the Ring slash Tales from the Territories talk. Of course. So... Yeah, the guy goes from hobo with a shotgun to working for The Rock. It's very weird. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Yes, that's Wrestling Wrestling Corner. Yeah, (laughs) I I can't afford the time for another podcast right now, but maybe, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess next time we're going to be talking about Cotton Club. Yes. Uh, even though we recorded that review like a month ago, I really yep. do not want to go and look and see that it's actually still on Plex. Right. I am Googling we, uh, right now. If it says "watch on Plex" on IMDb, I'm going to be upset.
1: Yeah, we were. We thought maybe uh, the it was going to get taken down before we had a chance. Yeah. To watch it, and so we're like, let's just watch it now, and we'll record it and put it in the in the rotation in, in the and, kitty. Uh,
0: it's good to go. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I think I've actually, oh, it still says watch on Plex. God damn it. <laughs> we, we didn't <laughs> we need did to do it, to. but you know, it's nice. We have that one, uh, on the way and I'm trying to think what is coming next. My, birdie. My, is is birdie next? Okay. Right. I was, wasn't sure if it was birdie or, or, uh, the boy in blue. Is that what it's called?
1: Yep. Birdie first and then boy in blue right after.
0: Okay. So I can't remember. Have you seen birdie? I have not. Okay. I haven't seen birdie either. I've seen like, it's I think insane. a small portion of birdie. I think that's all I've seen. Yeah. I do. I do recall something with Nicholas cage and, uh, 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 Matthew Modine. Is that right? Yeah. Is that right? Uh, yes. Okay. No, yes. No? Matthew. Modine. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I do. I do remember like, Maybe two scenes between those two actors, but, you know, remember very little about it. In fact, I mean, it may have been the first Nicolas Cage movie I ever actually saw, Mm -hmm. but I just don't really remember it, but I've heard it is very good. Uh, I look forward to that much more than I do The Boy in Blue because... The biopic of Canada's greatest rower uh, is not, uh, <laughs> not, not necessarily very exciting. From, like, 1913 or some shit. Oh, boy.
1: <laughs> yeah, looking at the list, the only Nicolas Cage movie I've seen before, from here going forward, is uh, Raising Arizona. Okay. So that'll be the next one. Like, I've never seen Peggy Sue Got Married. I think I caught, like... Like part of it once on TV and I didn't know what was going on because he was in the middle of it. So <laughs> right, 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 right. Didn't watch yeah, that's it, not so, a okay. good
0: movie to drop into the middle of. <laughs> <Yeah. Right? laughs> I love Peggy Sue Got Married. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, that,
1: that,
0: so. and, and that that sort of will begin the era of the first movies I saw with Nicolas Cage that I know for a fact, right? Nice. That's, yeah. that, and that's a good run too. That's uh, Peggy Sue Got Married, Raising Arizona, and Moonstruck. Yeah, that's three really good movies in a row. And then there's this movie I've never heard of called Never on Tuesday. Yeah, where he it's an Adam Adam Rifkin movie uh, starring Peter Berg. But uh, apparently he has like a one scene cameo in that one.
1: Uh, This man Uh, in red sports car.
0: Yes, exactly. And uh, yeah, anyway, that one's at least that one's free on YouTube. (laughs) But then after that, oh, baby. That is the piece de resistance. Wait, what is that? This is episode, so 6 is next week, 7, 8, nine, 10, 11, 12. Epi- oh, it's perfect. Episode 13 is going to be Vampire's Kiss.
1: Oh, perfect. That works out fantastic. Can't
0: man. wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've been tangenting on wrestling. We've been tangenting on what episodes of the podcast are coming up, what ones we've already done. We should probably get out of here. Yeah, sounds good. I'm going to try and clip uh, Nikki Coppola's uh, rendition of Tangerine to play at the beginning and ending of this episode. But if I can't, then it'll probably just be Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy from Company B (laughs) or whatever the name of the song is.
1: (laughs) Well, thanks, Brian. Well, thank you, Desmond. This has been another great show. I love discovering new movies. That Same I really here. Same so,
0: here. It's well, been a great and, episode. I, and the next time we sit down to record, it'll be it'll be basically both of us discovering Birdie because I really don't remember it. Nice. And I've heard I've heard very good things about that movie. Sweet. All right, man. Well, we'll uh, talk soon.
1: Yeah, well, thanks, everybody, for listening. And remember, keep your arms and legs inside the cage at all times. 100%. Had the bourgeoisie believing she were queen. Yes, she's had them all on the run. But her heart belongs to just one. Her heart belongs to ten. Why do I let you work here? Because when the heat's on, there's nobody can lay down a set of pins faster than me. I'm the best you got. No, you're not. Oh. Well, then, you got me, boss.